0: Josh Friedemann. My guess is that everyone listening to this podcast today has heard of a life hack. But in case you haven't, a life hack is essentially a way to do something more quickly, more cleverly, or more easily than most people do it. I like life hacks, but there's a problem with this concept of hacking, or at least there can be. And that is sometimes you can hack your way to a certain point, but you're not the person that you need to be to handle that success or to handle that responsibility when you get there. Today we're going to be talking with someone who wants you to win fast, but the way that you can win fast is to become the person you need to be so that you can achieve your goals. We're going to get to a little bit more about him in just a second, but first... Do you want to accelerate your leadership success? There's a way you can do that for free, and it's called the Mind Scan. This assessment is an inventory based on the Nobel-nominated Hartman Value Profile, and it measures your capacity to make value judgments concerning you and the world around you. Instead of simply understanding how you behave, it objectively measures why you behave the way you do. Align your thinking strengths with your leadership goals by applying to take the Mind Scan today. All you need to do is apply by emailing community at life as You'll get a unique link in the opportunity to review your results. Both the assessment and review call are totally free. If you want to understand the how and why of your decision making, in order to more quickly get the results you want, the mind scan can be your next step to success. Once again, community at lifeasleadership.com. Now, on to today's interview. Our guest today is one of the world's leading business coaches. He's the winner of over 50 business and industry awards and the founder of numerous highly successful companies. His last company grew from zero to a stock market valuation of over $500 million in just eight years. He coaches entrepreneurs and CEOs from all over the world, from startups to companies grossing over half a billion dollars a year. He's also a multi-award winning business author. His previous book won the silver medal for best business success book at the Axiom Business Book Awards. His latest book is titled Win Fast, Quick Ways to Achieve More, Earn More, and Be More. Here is Simon Reynolds. Simon, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's fantastic to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here today, and we like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. So, you ready for these? You bet. bet. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? Well, one of the most interesting leadership experiences I
1: had was when I was 21 and I was fired, and even today, I don't know why I was fired, and and uh, literally, I mean, I wouldn't care if it, if it was something uh, I did uh, wrong, but no one ever told me why I was fired. I was fired by telephone, and no one ever spoke to me after I was fired. And when it, that was such a shock to me as a as a young twenty one year old, that I, I look on it now and I look at what appalling leadership. It was the lack of communication, Uh, uh, the lack of communication before I was fired about things that I could have been doing wrong and the lack of communication after I was fired as well. And it just reminded me to this day of the importance of staying talking to all your team. And as a company gets bigger, that can be more difficult. But it's so fundamental to both high performance in the team and also morale.
0: Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is clear, kind, and strong. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? How can I get better? What's a book that you would recommend to leaders? That is a very good question. That is a
1: very big subject. I would say What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith.
0: If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? Deposit in their emotional bank account.
1: When Whenever they do something good, let them know. So often, people leaders just let people know when they've done something bad.
0: And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not?
1: Equal. You know, I think that uh, they get different answers. Um, you, you know, one, one is a daring answer, the, the why not and, and, and why, and the why is often a defensive answer. And I think they, they needed, need to be
0: blended together. Now, Simon, we are here today in part to talk about your book, Win Fast, and in general, just to gain your leadership insight. You have written other books, as we mentioned in your bio. You are an award-winning author. I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about your books, particularly Win Fast, and, and why you wrote that, but you've also written another book, Why People Fail, as well as others in the past. What do you want to do with your writing, and particularly, what's your vision for Win Fast? Well, that's a great question. You know, I have been absolutely fascinated by what makes
1: humans uh, excel and and be good. And I I've, I've I've been fascinated firstly from my from a selfish point of view, I wanted to succeed myself. And then later as as I was leading teams trying to see what would make someone uh, perform at a higher level. And so I started writing about what I was interested uh, about. And all my books uh have been about uh improving the human condition. How can, how can we perform better? Winfast is really the, um, the culmination of 20 years of, of, of writing. And it's, it's got many, 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 I think 80 short chapters of the very best techniques that I know about a, about achievement, um, both in leadership and also in human performance.
0: So the, the tagline of the book, the subtitle, is Quick Ways to Achieve More, Earn More, and Be More. First of all, what was it that caused you to choose this Achieve, Earn, and Be tagline?
1: Yeah, well, that's a great question too. Well, achievement is incredibly important and central to most of our, our lives. And then part of that is, Uh, you know, we don't just want to get a job. We want to earn a lot of money for our our families, for our our livelihood. But above that, I think, is a whole different level, which is how can I be an extraordinary person? And my firm belief is that even though I put it last uh, on the title of the uh, book, the reality is the fastest way to achieve more and earn more is to be more ourselves, to work on ourselves first. So many people are outward uh, centric and they, you know, they're, they're trying to change their circumstances but not changing themselves, which rarely works.
0: When it comes to WinFast, would you say that this is primarily focused on productivity or would you expand it beyond that? Yeah, a lot of it's productivity, but a lot of it is uh, also
1: mental systems of uh, of frameworks of looking at life and looking at work so that these ways of thinking empower you. So productivity is a lot of techniques of action, but I've combined that with a lot of techniques of thought and the combining mental performance with action performance uh, leads to success.
0: I think the idea of mental systems is interesting. Charlie Munger connected with Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway is known for a lot of mental models. That being said, any successful leader uses mental models and has systems of thinking in place. Do you have any recommendations on how to develop these? Is this something that just happens over time through experiences? Are there ways that you can get to these mental systems and mental models to help you in your leadership productivity and do it a little bit more efficiently than just learn? through experience?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. And, and look, I think the key is to, to literally set that as an aim, And it's a brilliant aim to set. Now, Munger, a fascinating guy, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree, literally sat down and said, I'm going to develop a series of mental models that I can come back to and use again and again and again with a high degree of success. Now, that is a very rare thing to do. So first of all, I would set it as a goal. And as soon as you do that, you're going to start seeing uh, inputs. You're going to start seeing uh, other people's mental models or you're going to read about mental models. And, you know, that brings me to the second key, which is to model already existing models. You know, there are so many clear models in leadership, so many clear models in high performance and productivity. And if you take the best of them, the ones that resonate with you and then carefully Put them down into your own playbook, then then that's going to get very fast success. Most people do not um, do any kind of reflection on on mental models at all, so they end up going through a whole life without any.
0: So that's interesting that you talk about the reflection piece. You know, you, you see a book like Win Fast and you think this is just a matter of of hacks and productivity, how I can do more and things like that. At the same time, reflection is a key part of, of leadership. When it comes to Win Fast, you're helping people succeed more quickly. At the same time, what's the role of reflection and and, and how can people take this book and also pair it with their own reflection for their lives? If you look at any uh, high-performance organisation
1: in, in the sporting world or the military world, uh, they build in reflection. So there's no mission that occurs in, in the Navy SEALs without a debrief afterwards uh, in detail about what they did right and what they did wrong. Uh, it's, it's baked into the system. And I really believe for humans, for us To perform well. At the end of every day, we've got to spend uh, a little bit of time reflecting. So what I do is I I have a a black uh, journal that I keep on my desk. And at the end of each day, I analyze what are the three things I did right. And that's that's a really good thing to do because we often beat ourselves up about the one thing we did wrong um, and forget about all the good stuff we do. So what are the three things I did right today? And then I reflect on what's one thing I could do better? Then in the morning, I read that again before I start work. And that is enormously helpful in,
0: in me repeating my, my same mistakes less. And that's one of the things I was thinking about as you were initially talking about reflection. So often, even when we do reflect, sometimes we don't create the time to revisit. Any other recommendations for, for building in, revisiting when you're reflecting on your past successes? Well, I think one of the best techniques... Which very few people do is reflect throughout
1: the day, so for instance, at lunchtime reflect okay how's my performance been over the last three or four hours then at you know three p m go how, how am I performing because often we slow down in the afternoon um, you know we, we that 's the time we kind of let our guard down and 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 uh, in both in our uh, Uh, thinking and uh, actions but to consistently two or three times a day schedule a like one or two minute check-in with yourself uh, that can massively increase your performance
0: so I want to go back to these mental systems or mental models real quick. What are some that have been helpful for you? Uh, things that have, as you talked about earlier, things that have resonated with you and things that you've just found to be very helpful as you are leading other people.
1: The first is to guard your your immediate three-foot environment. So three feet around you, it's just kind of a metaphor. What is your headspace like? And to make sure that no matter uh, you know what the outer circumstances that are occurring, that you keep positive and 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 constructive and confident, um, very very important. If you take that model of of seeing, uh, making sure your own personal environment is great, then that often affects outcomes. Then and you know another model that really helps me is the the two circles of control. To always in any situation, write: Okay, what are the, what's the stuff I can't control here? I can't control that person's actions. I can't control their attitudes. I can't control the economy. I can't control, uh, uh, you know, COVID nineteen, et cetera, etc., etc. Now, what can I control? Uh, and and then to focus your entire time on what you can control, um, that's an empowering way to be. Um, but it, you need to to run that model often, otherwise
0: you forget it. So reflection is good and necessary. That's not necessarily something that you would expect to hear from someone who's written a book called Win Fast. At the same time, you want that reflection to actually be productive and to turn into fruitfulness. So what would you say are some some key things that people need to be setting up in their lives so that they are as productive as they're hoping to be?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a deep question. And look, I think first of all, they need what I would call a macro to-do list. So most people have a to-do list and it tends to be just a schmozzle of of activities that, that, you know, only a small fraction get done. And part of the reason is that they're putting too much on their to-do list each day. What I'm a huge believer in is having a macro to-do list and then having a daily to-do list. And on the macro to-do list, you put everything that you have got to do in your, in your business life and in your personal life down on paper. Get it out of your head. Get clear on what it is. But then your daily to-do list should just be a handful of key activities. Then you're much more likely to get them done and you're also going to be a lot less stressed about when you look at that piece of paper.
0: And when it does come to that daily or weekly productivity, what are some habits that you would recommend people begin to adopt so that they can be performing at that optimal level?
1: Well, first of all, I think uh, one of the most important things is to value high performance. So literally set as your major aim for the day that you're, uh, uh, you're gonna perform really well. Now that's a different way to mo- the way most people act. Most people act saying, I'm gonna get these activities done. I believe your primary aim should be to perform superbly then once you've got that locked in um, you you move to uh, organizing your to-do list and the heart of getting a productivity i believe is actually limiting what you do and i'm a huge believer in top three for the day what are the top three most important activities that you need to get done for the day see it took me a long time to understand this, but productivity isn't about doing the most things. It is about doing the handful of things that count. And that is a, a distinction that uh, that many people have have missed in their life. And then finally what I would say is to prioritize enjoyment throughout the day. You know, a lot of us who are ambitious, we're we're constantly driving after goals, after future outcomes. And we forget to, to literally value enjoyment each day. So I don't say that as just a nice philosophy. I literally think you should monitor, am I enjoying today? Uh, how can I enjoy today more as you're working? And
0: those three in combination are very, very potent. So Simon, a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably thinking, I don't really have an issue with that high performance attitude. That's just a part of who I am and what I do. That being said, if you're leading other people, sometimes it can be hard to get them to adopt that same high performance attitude. Do you have any recommendations as far as leaders go? How, how can people encourage others to adopt that same high performance attitude?
1: Well, I think, first of all, it needs to be stated that that is our aim, uh, you know, the, to, to set a set of uh, rules or, or, or a philosophy of the department or of, or of the team. Guys, girls, this is how we think. This is how we're going to perform. This is what we're aiming for. We're aiming to be a, a high performance team. What are the characteristics of a high performance team? And get the team to sign off and potentially even literally put their signature at the end of, end of a piece of paper. I'm going to aim to be this type of person. So, so few leaders articulate being goals. What is the type of person that we are going to be in this team? They're almost exclusively concerned with doing goals. What are we going to achieve this quarter? But I think the being goals enable the doing goals.
0: So when it comes to the goals, once you've stated that, you also talk about a a tool that employees can use, the personal performance review. Could you talk a little bit about that as well? Really, it's about uh, taking the time to regularly review your your
1: performance. Now, that can be done, uh, as I mentioned, during the day. It can be done at the end of the day. It can be done at the end of the week. We've got to make sure that we're analyzing our performance. Now, I have a caveat on that. We've got to make sure that we're always um, supporting ourselves uh, during that period. You know, if you look at a lot of elite sports uh, men and women, they are not the type of people that are, uh, are pulling themselves down. They're always Embedding in themselves a belief of confidence and and congratulating themselves for the things they did well and seeing it as a normal thing that they that they perform well. So it's review, but it's review with a positive attitude.
0: So another question that I have for you you know you have people with this high performance attitude at the same time they may have blind spots. What are some areas that people should be aware of that are maybe killing their productivity that they are not realizing that they're making?
1: Well, one of the great paradoxes I think of productivity is excellence often gets in the way of achievement, and what I mean by that is there is a handful of things in your work that have to be done excellently. Uh, you can imagine if an engineer is building a bridge, it's got to make sure that uh, they've got to make sure that it's that it's safe. Uh, as a, as an extreme example, but most stuff that we do should be done to an eighty percent level and and then move on most of the stuff in a in a typical business person's life is not that important so as warren buffett said uh, what's not worth doing is not worth doing well we we need to rush the unimportant and and only uh, first of all, that leaves us more time to do a superb job on the truly important. And second of all, the truth is, eighty percent is good enough for most ordinary activities, and we're better off getting more stuff done to an eighty percent level than getting a handful of things done to
0: a hundred percent level. Going back to those mental systems, when can you begin to define when it's worth going that extra twenty percent? or as close as possible you know to to get to the 95 96% level when do you begin figuring out what things are worth getting to that level or would you argue that very few things are actually that important
1: yeah i would argue that the latter and the question to ask is what's the long term impact of this and that is a beautiful question to ask all day long because if you look at someone who has not achieved much in 20 years but is working hard it is because they are doing activities that don't have great long-term impact. Now it's very easy to do that in a world where we're just enveloped uh, uh, with overloaded with um, many, many different tasks. And we can deceive ourselves that we're being effective by just getting those tasks done. And maybe we're even getting congratulations from the people around us about how much stuff we do uh, uh, do uh, uh, in, in a typical day or week. but. When the smoke clears and you look at, okay, what did that person achieve in the last two months or what did that person achieve uh, this year? It's the time they spend on long-term uh, impact activities. And so almost everything we do has, is of very little importance. Doesn't mean it has to be, it should be done badly. It should be done reasonably well, but you've got to keep elevating the
0: long-term impact in front of the short-term immediacy. So any 60-second thoughts on recommendations for people who want to fight against their perfectionism?
1: Mm. Well, um, do the 80% rule. Get it 80% done. Then I would say uh, allocate time. One of the best ways if you've got a perfectionist uh, nature is to say, I will do this superbly in this allotted time. So for example, let's say you're writing a report. Instead of saying spending four hours on the report, you say, I'm going to spend one hour on this report, and I'm going to fully focus and do it to the very best of my ability. But when the when the one hour is over, I'm going to move on. And that way you can sit with your perfectionist mentality, but you'll still get a lot more
0: done. Well, Simon, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience, either reiterating something we've talked about or maybe talking about one of the many things we weren't able to talk about from your book, WinFast? Well, look, what I would say is you need a playbook of excellence. What I try to do with
1: WinFast is give people many, many techniques that they could take the best of them and then create their own playbook. But whether they read WinFast or they or they acquire their playbook through experience, I would say this. What is your playbook? What is your organized system for being excellent? Because if you don't have one, then excellence is
0: just going to be occasional. Well Simon, where do you want people to go to learn more about you and your work and especially WinFast? Well, Wingfast, uh, all, all their online stores or bookstores,
1: uh, uh, you know it's going to be out in August and it's, it's, you can pre-order on Amazon. and myself, simonreynolds.com. and that's Simon with two eyes,
0: Reynolds.com. All right, Simon, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Josh, really enjoyed it. Thanks.. If you liked what you heard from Simon today, I encourage you to check out his new book, Win Fast, or find out ways to connect with him in the show notes in your podcast player or at lifeasleadership.com slash 106. Now, let's go ahead and get to today's three key takeaways. The first takeaway is this. High-performance organizations incorporate reflection into what they do. I appreciated Simon mentioning the Navy SEALs as an example, but here's the thing. If you want to be a high-performance person, make sure that you're incorporating reflection into your own life. And also, if you're leading a team, think about ways that you can incorporate reflection into the life of your team. The second key takeaway is to always be aware of what you can and can't control and allow that to determine where you prioritize your action. There are so many things in our lives that we can't control, but if we focus on the things that we can control, we'll be a lot more satisfied with our life and we'll be able to accomplish more. And the final takeaway is to always consider the long-term impact of your activities, and that means most things can be done at an 80% level. Now as someone who likes to strive for excellence in everything I do, this was a little tough to hear but I think Simon has a point with this. There are a lot of things in life that we don't have to get perfect and sometimes our desire to get things perfect actually slows us down because we never want to finish a project because there's always something that we can just slightly improve or tweak so i encourage you if you're one of those people who likes to get everything perfect think about what you can begin doing at an 80 percent level and then what are the things that you can really focus in on to make sure that you do them at that peak level that you're capable of And speaking of what you're capable of, one thing I encourage you to do is leave a review for this podcast. I want to go ahead and share a review from last month from T. Elise. T. Elise says, this interview style podcast presents compelling ideas as well as practical advice for leaders. I especially appreciate the consistent reminder that we all had the opportunity to lead well and impact others in all areas of life. That sums it up so perfectly. Once again, I encourage you to leave a review for this podcast and to share this with anyone you think it could be helpful to. I look forward to seeing you again next week. And until then, keep living and leading well.